What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode podcast. My name is Aaron Bees. I am a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing, healed my way out, and now I'm using all of my social media platforms to educate and raise awareness around the dangers of multi-level marketing companies, and especially, especially the tactics used by the reps to try and recruit you and or sell you an overpriced mediocre product. And I know that it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast. I'm actually very excited to be here and I'm trying to figure out how I want to move forward just with this podcast in general. So uh, I'm super excited to have Jen here with me today. We're going to talk about all kinds of companies and leaders <laughs> and it's going to be absolutely insane. So Jen, you want to introduce yourself to everybody listening? Sure. So my name's Jen. I am a mom of two teens, close to empty nesting. I'm a Spoonie, aka chronic illness, a warrior. And my goal in life is to really help other chronic, chronic illness warriors, aka Spoonies. And I am a network marketing veteran that has recently left the whole MLM space and Yay. never felt better. <laughs> Oh, I, I love that so much. I love that you're wanting to advocate for people that are going through some of the same things that you're going through and just creating space for that. That's so cool. And uh, congrats on getting out. Thank you. I feel like the space definitely takes advantage of people that are just stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck, whether it be for health reasons or financial. So did you wake up the day after you resigned? And we'll talk about the companies you guys hear in just a few minutes. But did you wake up the day after you resigned? Like, what do I want to do today? Thinking that you had all of the other, you know, Zooms and I got to get these posts up and I got to post three times a day because we came from the same company. So I know you get what I'm saying. Um, but did you wake up thinking, well, what do I want to do today? Yeah, I, uh, that was the first day I woke up and I was like, I'm not touching my phone first thing in the morning. Like I'll get up and I'll go to the bathroom and like do stuff, yeah. like take, drink my water, whatever the case may be. And I think I texted you or messaged you like a few hours later was like, I was, and you said that to me, you were like, are you lost today? And I was like, uh-huh. And I'm telling yeah. you, like, I spent so much time cleansing my area of all my MLM stuff. Yeah that day. Um, yeah. It can be Just really amazing. scary because MLMs uh, take up so much of people's time in their day that when they get out, it can be very, very overwhelming because of the void and all of the silly activities, in my opinion, that they tell people, this is how you move your business forward. It's really not. It's really just about advertising for the company, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I, yeah, I think that that's important that we kind of mention that because I do know that there's a lot of people that listen to this that are in MLMs and trying to figure out their way out and how to go about it. And, uh, that can be kind of scary. That can be scary. So mm -hmm. if that's you listening and you are somebody that is trying to figure out how to get out and how to go about all of this, just know, like, don't don't jump to another thing and try to, to fill that space. Allow yourself to just feel and embrace it. I think that's, you know, I mean, Jen clear, cleared out her office and got rid of a bunch of MLM stuff and 
you know, use that time for you because that's one of the things that is lacking the most when you're in an MLM is time for you. So. Yeah. And I'm not jumping into anything else. I know what my next step is, but I also said I'm taking till the first of the year and I'm, I'm taking steps towards that next thing for me, but I am taking like that six week time period and kind of spending time with me. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. And you guys, I know some of you might be thinking, oh my God, is she going to join another MLM? No, she's not going to be joining another MLM. She is shaking her head. No, (laughs) I know y'all can't see it, but yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's go back. Uh, let's, let's start this, this story of, uh, how you were brought into MLM companies. I guess we really have to rewind to when I was pregnant with my son. He will be 20 in May. So he's 19 and a half. Um, from the day I found out I was pregnant, I was put on bed rest and I had my daughter not long after. Um, and again, horrible pregnancy. Um, and right before that, I was young. I was very young, but I always worked through high school in my early 20s. Um, at least two jobs or one that would take 50 or 60 hours, sometimes three jobs at a time and had a strong work ethic. My ex-husband and I had decided I was going to stay before we even thought of kids that I would stay home until the kids were in school full time. Um, It was a huge career hit. I had an amazing, amazing job working for a luxury automobile company, not just a dealership at that point. And, you know, after I had my kids, I was searching, I was lost. I was searching and especially because my health never healed. I was stuck home. I couldn't go back to work. Um, and we're still, I don't want to dwell on it, but we're still dealing with things like that. So, um, back in the day I had tried the Tupperware. I did the Leah Sophia, all that sort of stuff. And then fast forward to 2015 or 16, I'm just going to give you guys like a brief synopsis of what I've done. And then I think Aaron and I will get into the later points. Oh but, yeah. We, you know, we have lots like, to talk about friends. We have lots to discuss. Lots. Yeah. Before so, you, somewhere... before you move forward though, real quick, I, I want to take a second and identify for the listeners the, the, uh, I always ask people, you know, were you going through some major life changes or those types of things? Because I think it's important to identify those vulnerability points, those, those areas where people, in my opinion, can be manipulated into these companies. And you were like, and please, I don't mean this disrespectfully, you're the perfect victim. You know, Mm -hmm. you were somebody that new mom, bed rest, healing, um, health challenges, you were the perfect victim for these people. And that is so disgusting to me. But I think it's important that we really point that out. You know, if you're going through major life changes, and when you're becoming a mom, whether, you know, it was intentional, you were trying to get pregnant or not, uh, it's a huge shift in your identity as a woman, in my opinion. And so it's like, you're trying, you're, you're trying to find things well, who am I now? Because now all I'm doing is changing diapers and feeding the baby and I'm not sleeping. And it's like, you feel like a robot, you know, mm-hmm. for some people, not everybody, obviously, but, um, 
I think that it's really important that we point out those pain points that a lot of these companies are really trying to capitalize on. So, okay. You may continue, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I took a long break from any at-home business, um, got divorced, remarried. So in 2015, I started up with It Works, moved on to Hemp Works, and then each of those I want to say I was with for like a year and a half to two years. Um, then from there, I went to Q science. That was a very short stay, very short stay. Um, then I was with Lime Life for quite a while. I will say with Lime Life, I am not advocating for any MLM, but my leader in Lime Life was no pressure whatsoever. Um, but it was still the company required a lot of you. Mm-hmm. And then in December of 2020, I joined Prove It. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was a tough... I was in... Actually, I was in a pre-launch phase with Ariel when I joined Prove It. I mm. did not mention that. <laughs> mm, yeah, I am a... I was a sucker. I'm not going to ever say I am a sucker again. I was a sucker. Um, I don't think you were a sucker. I, I think you were the perfect victim. And I mean, just like Eric Worry says this on stages, you know, if they join network marketing, they're going to join again. It's in their blood. I don't know if you've heard him say that. It's disgusting that he says that. But I I think that if you've been in one and you've experienced it and you're like, okay, well, maybe this is the wrong company. Maybe it's the wrong team. Maybe I just need a different product. You know, you're constantly questioning those types of things. And then it's like somebody pitches you a new thing and you're like, well, I'm already familiar with this. So this is going to be easy, but it's never easy. You know? So I don't think you were a sucker. I think you were a victim. That's just my personal opinion though. I think these leaders, the big leaders are made to be idols and Mm -hmm. they make themselves out that way and people fall for it. I agree. I know you and I have seen quite a few between us and (laughs) yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where do we want to, where do we want to start with all of this? Do you want to start and go backwards? Do you want to yeah, we could do that. Let's let's start. Because with... I think the last one's the most impactful okay. for you and I. Yeah, let's talk about it. So you said you joined Prove It in December of 2020. Tell us about that. Um, I was recommended to take the product, and I took it. And yes, it gave me energy. Not necessarily always a good thing when you have massive health struggles and you're supposed to be resting, and then you get. For me personally, I was getting very antsy. Mm. Um, but then I was, because I made sales immediately, I was recognized by my upline. I was on a Wednesday. I was asked like a week after, maybe two weeks after I had joined to join to speak on a Wednesday night training. Aaron, I don't know if you remember being on there and having new promoters speak. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. And, um, you know, so all of a sudden I was recognized while I tapped through my warm market very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I refused a cold message. That was not who I like 
I just don't want to agree with it. Okay. But then I was told, well, if you've ever had a conversation with them and you message them, it's not cold messaging. <sighs> Cue the eye rolls. But right. anyway, <laughs> um, you know, and I quickly got sucked in to this last one and quickly, as soon as, as quick as I saw my sales increase, I also saw them decrease not long after, you know, people were in the beginning would purchase multiple packs and then never do anything again. And, you know, I was promised, oh, it, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You know, get on these trainings, get on these trainings. Meanwhile, I had at the time, it was like 16 and 17 year olds, you know, and my daughter is super active. And so was my son at the time I was missing out on things or when I was there, it was and I'm a huge picture taker either way, but it was like, okay, I got to get it from just the right angle, not just a random picture to remember the memory. It was, you got to get it from the right angle. You have to have the cup with your product in it on the bench next to you. Mm -hmm. It was very calculated. Yeah. Um, you know, drain time from my family, drain time from myself with my husband, you know, and he didn't understand. And I didn't want to listen to him when he would say, why do you need to get on a, a call that you've already heard 10 times to learn how to sell something? That's right. And, and typically those Zooms that you and I both experienced, there's no sales training. It's all just inspirational stories and motivation and keep showing up and, you know, be disciplined. And you know, I didn't want to show up on this thing beforehand, but here I am. And it's a lot of ego stroking and there's no sales training at all on these Zooms. We've seen them on, I mean, multiple anti-MLM uh, YouTube channels and such. There's, they're, they're not teaching people how to sell at all. No. I, I mean, in my opinion, we were never taught product knowledge unless you went to company things. Mm -hmm. um, and that was another decline for me, and whether it be a team event or a company event. Even some team Zooms, I was looked down upon or frowned upon, in my opinion, because I wasn't able to get on them. I wasn't able to travel due to health reasons. It wasn't for lack of wanting to at the time. And now looking back, I'm grateful that I wasn't able to, cause I would have blown more money, Yep. you know, but then it was just all of a sudden I wasn't the top tier for my leaders. So I was no one I could have, I had had surgeries and been in the hospital and not once did anyone reach out and say, Hey, and I would tell them ahead of time, not looking for sympathy or pity or anything like that, but Hey, I'm not going to be on training. And this is why, but nothing, there was no reciprocation, no, mm -hmm. you know, well, and um, I think, I think we should elaborate on that too, because, uh, this team specifically that we're referring to is really big on community, but it's community with conditions. I think that's the best way to say that community with conditions. Well, Jen, you weren't producing anymore. You weren't showing up. You weren't taking the screenshots of the Wednesday night zoom and tagging the speaker. You weren't stroking your leader's ego anymore. So you were of no use to them. We've seen it. 
And I know that there are empire people or, or former empire people that are going to be listening to this going exactly as soon as I, you know, didn't order the new products or I didn't show up or I didn't go to more or keto Academy or Epic or whatever. I was of no use to my leader. So exactly. If you are listening and you are somebody that maybe you're considering joining an MLM. Okay. Uh, think about this. If you're being drawn in by, oh my God, the community, the sisterhood, the this, the that, just know that that comes with conditions. The second you cancel your smart ship, your auto ship, whatever that company calls it, the second you stop showing up, the second you decide to do your own thing, the second you decide to use critical thinking skills and question what's going on, you're going to be shunned just like Jen's talking about. This is not... I know I talked about this team specifically. This happens in all multi-level marketing companies. You stop producing, mm -hmm. you're of no use to your leader. Exactly. And it would be, you know, the little things. And I think the thing that really broke the camel's back was a few months ago, we were influenced to buy a reset pack, which oh, was a $1,000 to reset our business. And I couldn't do it. Financially, yes, I could have swung it, um, but that would have come out of my personal funds because I hadn't been making money. And even people on my direct team, like my exact sideline sisters that signed up within a month or two of myself that did purchase, we were they were promised that they would get one-on-one -on -one or more individualized coaching, not necessarily one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And speaking to them the last few weeks, they still haven't gotten it. Um, and these are all people I know that can't afford it, or they have the pro a bunch of the product already sitting there and they then spent the thousand dollars or whatever. And mm -hmm. they now have double the product and sitting there. Yeah. My favorite thing, and I'm, I'm using sarcasm, of course, for those of you that are, that are listening is with this bonus that prove it was running that a lot of the reps were saying, uh, $10,000 bonus. Yeah. Well, if you really think about it, the percentage of people that are going to actually qualify that for that are going to be the people at the top that are benefiting from these people buying these $1,000 packs. It's not going to be the people buying the $1,000 packs. It's yeah. the people at the top. And I just, the it's the audacity for me of these mm -hmm. people that are like you could earn a ten thousand dollar bonus for christmas and it's kind of like mm, i don't think that's how that works and then if you really asked some of these people how that promo works none of them would be able to answer that no and the whole the entire time i was with prove it it was don't worry about it just turn the bars green I've i mean that's that in any mlm but that one particularly yep. yeah and i know aaron's experienced that too yep and i've said it Mm -hmm. I've said, oh, I don't know what that, I don't know what that commission payout or bonus is. I'm not, I'm not really sure what that is. Just turn it green and then you get it. Yeah. But in you any know. traditional job, you know what you're getting paid. Mm -hmm. You know what you're, even contracting work that's not an MLM, you know what you're getting paid because there's a contract in place. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Working for, you know, the car manufacturer, like I knew if I hit a certain bonus, exactly what my, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense that it's, I don't want to say it's hidden, but it's very 
very hard to figure out on a lot. I think every MLM I've been with, it's been difficult to figure out what exactly are you going to make? Yeah. Yeah. Except for, um, okay. So you were in prove it, uh, and then you resigned. I don't know what you want to share about that process. Feel free to share whatever you want, or we can move on to the previous company that you were with, whatever feels the best for you. Um, I just decided like enough was enough. And, you know, I felt like the little kid that your parents tell you don't do something a gazillion times and you don't listen. And then a teacher comes along and you're like, I'm not going to do that. Cause they said not to do it. And it was kind of like that when I found you and some other YouTubers, mm-hmm. um, my husband for years was totally, and he would support me, but not the situation. All the other stuff. And yeah. And, you know, I think when I came across you and, you know, a few other YouTubers, I was just watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is not the person I want to be. And I was like, they're talking about it was you guys were not talking about me, but we're all made to be clones, in my opinion, in multi-level marketing. Yeah. And I just that was it. And I, you know, I said to my husband on a one um, Monday night or something, I said, I'm gonna do it. And he's like, Are you really? And I said, Yeah. And I had a plan in place. And then I don't remember exactly what was said to me, but there was something because I didn't do the reset or I didn't show up to a training. And I was just like, I'm going to, at first I was going to wait till the first of the year. And, you know, I was like, why am I waiting? Why am I part of this? I'm hurting others. And that was the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah, no, I can absolutely relate to that. It it's, it's so interesting to me because I woke up one day and I was like, today's the day Mm I had been thinking about it for months probably close to a year if I really think about it. And when I say that, I mean, questioning, why am I on the zoom? What, like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. They're just talking about themselves. They're just, yeah. it's all a bunch of inspirational, motivational BS that you like, there's no business training. And it was like, I'd been talking to my husband, same as you. And he was like, Oh, okay. And you know, support. He has always been supportive of me as well. And then it was like, no, I'm going to send my resignation in today. And it was really funny too, because when I, when prove it finally got back to me, they, uh, they put in a little clause cause people have sent me screenshots of what they say when you cancel your promoter account, they added a little blurb on mine that says, you know, you can't join, an, you, you can't join another MLM company for like six months or something along those lines. They're, they didn't put that in anybody else's email that I've seen. So did they put that in yours? No, to be honest. Well, how I resigned was I got the email address from someone to resign and uh, I sent them an email and I sent my upline a text, like reaching out saying, listen, I'm resigning and, or I resign. I sent my email to resign, but I really appreciate everything you've done for me. And I think I, you know, like I was trying to be professional. That's just who I am. And, um, I got a message back saying, well, you know, you obviously don't want help working through your, I don't, I don't want to use the word problems. I don't think that was the proper word that was used, but along that line and, uh, you already sent your resignation. in, so bye. was pretty much, I'm paraphrasing. Um, And it was, it was a tough pill to swallow. And I said, okay. 
Um, and then a week late, that was on November 11th. And then a week later on the 18th, um, I still hadn't heard back from the company about my resignation. So I sent another email and I never heard back. So then it was like a week later, I have the dates on my phone. It was like a week later, I sent them a third email saying, please just like cancel. You know, I'm like, this is my third thing. And I never received anything back from them. Um, I actually found out that my account was actually terminated because I logged on to try to find the price of something because I was selling it, getting rid of everything yeah. and uh, wanted to know the original price. So I knew what to charge and my account had been disabled. I never so they received just didn't an email bother to tell you. No, <laughs> no. And, you know, coming from a customer service background, I mean, you reach out and you say, is there anything I can do to make you stay or, you know, make yeah. this more right, make it right for you. I don't want to say more right, but I mean, there wouldn't have been anything anyway, but that just proved my point right there. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, prove it's customer service is absolutely terrible. And I'm sure that there are people listening that are nodding their head agreeing right now because they don't have people that you can call. You can only contact them through email. And by the way, if anybody is in Prove It, I'm just gonna blanket answer this right now. If you are somebody that has been trying to figure out how to cancel your account, you have to email support at proveithq.com. When I started in Prove It, there used to be a button in the back office under all of your account information that you could click to cancel your account. And I don't know when they got rid of it, but they got rid of it. So if you are somebody that is like, I don't, I mean, obviously people in prove it are not going to typically reach out to their leader and be like, how do I cancel my account? So let's just put that on the table. If you, that is relevant to you and your situation, you just have to contact support. So I think that's important to mention. I think a lot of people get stuck at that point. Like you don't know what to do and you don't want to reach out to your upline. Um, I didn't want to feel like I was letting anyone down yeah. and looking back, I don't owe anybody anything. That's right. I don't. And I just, I encourage everyone who's out there, please don't feel like you owe anybody anything. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is I, how this is all, how MLMers pitch this, you're supposed to be in business for yourself. So if you're in business for yourself, why through the actions of other people, do we feel like, oh, I don't want to let anybody down, but I thought it was your own business. If it were your own business, letting other people down, unless they're your customers would, would not even apply. No, it wasn't, you know, something it's to think just about. weird. Yeah. You know, there was many times where I felt like from that, like I mentioned, I couldn't get on trainings. I couldn't go to events. Um, I was, I felt like I let people down and that's insane to me. My health should be coming first above and beyond that's right. a business that I wasn't making hardly anything with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got asked a lot, like, how did you make the decision to leave or what, what really sparked it? And one of the main things was, you know, guys, you see all this money, sit down and do a true profit and loss statement, like a true one, be honest with yourself. You know what? If you take tax miles off your car, that's totally cool, but you would be driving those miles anyway, for the most part. So 
do a true profit and loss. And I divided by the number of hours. <laughs> I'm not, it makes me sick. Okay. I wasn't even making a dollar an hour, not even a dollar an hour. Yep. So do a true profit and loss and then divide it by how much you're working. And that includes being on team trainings because a lot of times when you're on teams, they don't, they'll say to you, well, being on training isn't working, isn't like calculated as work time. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're on them for two hours a day, right. You know, and I think Aaron touched that time. Exactly. You know, and I think Aaron touched on a pain point, you know, the whole you're in business for yourself, but never by yourself. Yep. I am so calling BS on that. Right. So calling BS on that. Right. So, All right. So what was before prove it? Was that Q sciences? It was Lime Life. Oh, was, Lime well, Life. Ariel, Ariel was directly before prove it, but I had never even got to the point where we launched the actual business end. Um, okay. So you that. were in the, you were in the pre-launch. I, I like to call pre-launches. <laughs> where the cross recruiting really happens. I feel like Mm -hmm. people say pre-launch and that's when they're reaching out to other leaders and other team members. Maybe it's from their previous company. Maybe it's from, uh, you know, just people that they know because MLM leaders, it's a very small circle. Everybody knows everybody. So for the most part, Um, I don't know what all you want to share about that whole pre- uh, pre-launch situation. <laughs> I'm laughing. I um, know what we're about to dive into. <laughs> so there's really not much to, I can describe my pre-launch experience and one word. And I understand I've launched, I've opened car dealerships. I opened a bagel shop. My parents are both entrepreneurs. I know what pre-business business is. Um, it was two things. It was frustrating and a money grab Mm. using your terms, Aaron, but it was a money grab and it was frustrating as anything because in my opinion, the owners were in such a hurry to open the company because of what happened in their previous company. Um, they were just hopping on it and they brought some other major leaders with us. Um, Mm -hmm or with them rather. And they were just selling kits left and right and products weren't launching. At at first you couldn't even buy your kit, but you had supposedly there was all these people signed up, but where were they signed up if you couldn't even buy your kit? Right. You know, so that had a huge play on it for me. I was like, oh, I see you. Like looking back, I see you now, I see. And it was literally like, we were told at least three or four different specific dates and times that it was going to launch. And I had people ready to go buy the kit. And then we got our kits and we got product, but it wasn't open to the public yet. If I remember correctly. So it was operating Um, as a pyramid scheme, just like we see with many other MLM companies that have recently popped up, Elamir, Awakened. I'm sure that there's going to be more to come that are just selling kits. And then the really interesting thing about it is when these companies do launch, they are kind of upside down. So the FTC wants you to have a certain amount of customers in a ratio to distributors. And they're they're upside down typically when they launch this way. The company 
gets a lot of money because of the buying mm-hmm. of the kits that are very overpriced and they have all of this money to make the product i feel like allegedly and then they launch to customers and let's say that they have and i'm the i'm not stating this as a fact it's just kind of an example let's say that um they have 10,000 distributors but then they launch and they only have like 2500 customers and that's that's being pretty generous there's I think always that's very kind generous. of a, it's upside down which looks like a pyramid scheme. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, um, I highly recommend doing your own research on any product, but especially any cannabis derived product. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge advocate for cannabis. I take what you will with it. It has changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually, yeah, not another story, but do your research because I would just go by what people were telling me. And, uh, you guys, there's a lot out there now that you can just go get like way cheaper, legally dispensary. Be careful what you're putting in your bodies. Yeah. And I mean, also look at the motivation, you Mm -hmm. know, you can, if you, if you have access to it and there's a lot of online availability now too, for products that can help people with chronic pain and such, uh, you know, things like that. And it's like, if you have somebody that's in an MLM that's hiding behind a proprietary blend for their product, how are you supposed to research that? Well, you can't because you don't know the who, what, when, where, and why of the ingredient list because it's hidden behind a proprietary blend. So even if you were to take that to your doctor, your doctor would be like, I can't really tell you because I don't know exactly what's in it. However, you could go to a dispensary, whether it's CBD or a THC product, whatever works for you, and they can tell you exactly what's in it. They don't hide behind a proprietary label. And those people that work there are very knowledgeable. They're getting paid an hourly wage. They're not getting paid commission like an MLM or is, and they can actually answer your questions. So, and the product is just like you said, very inexpensive compared to an an MLM product. So yeah, we love that here. I'm a fan of that. I mean, I live in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) you know, but we, um, my husband and I both use CBD products and, uh, I was spending a fortune up to $150 on a bottle of CBD. I went to the dispensary last week or last month, I guess it was. And, uh, guess what? It was for this very comparable, much healthier, but comparable as far as dosing goes. Yep. It was a third of the price. I was going to guess like 35 bucks. Yeah, it was 50, but it was a 30 milliliter. So yeah, no, that's fantastic. You, you know, so do your research and just like, and after doing my own research afterwards, I don't care what company I was in. There's something comparable out there with every single company you guys you're paying for these people more than likely these people's uplines that you're trying to support Mm -hmm. because the little the little people don't really make it that's right yeah you're paying you're paying and you're buying an overpriced product and it's paying for the recruiting bonuses and such and the very small amount of product commissions not worth it it's like no it's like buying some thing of wrapping paper from your school's fund your kids fundraiser it's just, you guys, you're going to pay $20 for a roll of wrapping paper. That's at the dollar general for $2, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Crazy. 
So Lime Life, you had a leader that was not, su- I was going to say abrasive. I don't think that's the word that you used when we first started talking though. No, she was very, I mean, she sales queen, let me tell you, but she was not pushy whatsoever with her team. I was come as you, she was truly come as you are, but the company, you still had all these requirements and, you know, with Lime Life products, you can get them. I'm not saying the exact, you know, potion or whatever the the formula that they use, I guess is the better word, but do your research because how many of these products X, Y, Z did I purchase that it went in her pocket, regardless of whether she realized what she was doing or not. I, I truly think she has a heart of gold, but I think she's mixed up in a lot of things that she doesn't realize. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that it's very, very important. I've been talking about this a lot more. There's good people that get get wrapped up in MLMs and it sounds like that that's, that's what this individual, uh, that's, that's, yeah, you know what I'm saying, but I, there's yeah. very, very good people. I mean, I'm, I'm still in communication with a lot of people from multiple MLMs that I was a part of that are good humans. And the thing in MLMs is that you're taught to duplicate what your leader is doing. And so you start changing how you post on social media. Uh, if you didn't go live before, you typically will start going live about random things and then a product live or whatever every so often. Um, your language changes. Your how, I mean, it, how you dress. I, I mean, I used to have, this might sound like a small thing, but I used to have stiletto nails <laughs> and eyelash extensions. And I was the kid growing up that was not like, I didn't care about any of that stuff. Like how you, how you guys see me now is how I've always been. You know, I, in high school, I was in a Nike shirt and Nike basketball shorts. Cause all I cared about was playing basketball. And so it's like, you completely change who you are because it is, in my opinion, told to you, taught to you, if you will, that you, uh, are what is the saying you keep going until you become that person and so if Mm -hmm. you're showing up and you look successful and you're you're appearing successful on social media people are going to want to do business with you and you lose your sense of self so i don't know interesting yeah and you know i mean through especially in our last mlm um it you know, we were taught to show up as you normally are, but for me, that's sweatpants and a t-shirt because of my health. But I was kind of taught to get a little bit more dressed and put my face on and do my hair even, and then say, that's how I normally am. Like it just, I, looking back, I was like a puppet. Yeah, I was a puppet and I don't know how much I've spent on swag. Mm. Um, yep. I know Aaron can relate to that. Yep. I mean, it's frowned upon if you're not wearing swag in most companies, I would say that have it available mm-hmm. and, uh, right down to now when I left, you know, my individual team, not just the huge team, my individual team had swag. And I was like, yeah, this is crazy, crazy. Yeah. And let me ask you a question. When you were out and about and you were wearing whatever merch for whatever company, 
Did anybody ever come up to you and go, oh my God, I've been looking for somebody to buy uh, prove it ketones from? Never. No, no. The only time was we were in an antique store and I had like the drink versus diet hoodie on and an older gentleman, sweet as pie came up and was like, Oh, I definitely prefer the drink. He had no clue what he was talking about. I think he thought it was like oh, a cool. beverage. Yeah. yeah. Like a fun drink. And I was like, Oh, you know, but that was the only time unless it was someone that knew me. And yeah, I mean, don't waste your money. people. No. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's another great example of cash grabs. You know, uh, when you do attend a proved event, they typically will have discounted tickets for the next event. And then on top of that, they have all new, uh, swag. They call it swag. It's, it's basically merch and you can only get a lot of those things at the event. So here you have people that are spending anywhere from a thousand to 1500 for the event that includes airfare. And I'm talking about traveling within the United States. If you're international, it's obviously much more expensive, especially like Canada and the conversion. It's it's nuts. Anyways, um, so you're already spending money to get there. I figured it out to be about a thousand to fifteen hundred every time I went to a proved event, which includes airfare, hotel, you know, food, um, and then you're buying a discounted ticket because you know you want to be successful. And successful people show up, leaders show up. So of course you got to get the ticket for the next event. And then you have all this merch that you go in and you buy. It's all a bunch of cash grab for the company. That's all it is. It's Gildan t-shirts you can buy at Michael's Crafts for yeah. $5 or whatever. I think they were just two for four. So you're good. Um, yeah. You know, but not only that, and I think, you know, I'm going to kind of mention what I talked to Aaron about earlier today. Um, eight, almost nine months ago, I purchased swag from a team event and never received it, never received it. They said I shouldn't have purchased it. Well, then the link shouldn't have gotten out, um, never received it. And I'm still battling to get that money back. And it's now it's, yeah, I, the money isn't even the thing. It's just the principle. And I know people are going to say, well, why don't you give up? And I, I've, I've fought that demon myself because it's not right what they're doing. And if it was $100 from 20 people, that's $2,000. That's some of these leaders in their smaller Louis Vuitton bags that they don't need. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to give that money to just away? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's a cash grab for the leader, whoever's running that. So mm -hmm. yuck, I'm sorry that's happened to you. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. For those of you that... I didn't know this until Jen told me this. If you have made a purchase for an MLM product, merch, whatever, uh, and you've used PayPal and you never got it, you can dispute it up to 180 days. That was something that I learned from Jen today because she, she, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, guys, if you're not getting your stuff like in a week, and it wasn't for me, lack of following up. Um, I followed up with my direct leader multiple times. Um, and then over the summer, so four months later, I was told to contact someone else. Um, they then in turn told me to contact someone else. That person told me I was getting my money, what, like two or three weeks ago. Um, so I wasn't after this just because I was leaving. This is something, it, I don't care if you need the money or not, it's your money. Um, and 
then I was told that the other person had a baby. So, and it was just kind of left very open-ended, which best of luck to them. Congratulations. That's the best gift in the world. But uh, what does that have to do with my money? Right. Right. You bought a product and you never got it. You know, I'm going to message you after this because I have an idea of maybe some other steps that you can take. um, But I don't want to discuss like personal like details on here. So, uh, but I'll message you after this and and we can brainstorm a little bit more on this because you bought a product, you didn't get it. You should be refunded. Doesn't matter the time frame. period. Especially Uh, when you're following up that whole time. Yeah, especially because you've been asking the question for months. And then I was told I was going to get it, but because I left, I got shifted to, is the way I read the message. It seems like because I left, that was it. They were done. That's so I don't know if that's that's not a thing. (laughs) No, no. I mean, these are not people that should be leading. That's just my personal opinion. And I have a video coming out on this individual, so it should be good. (sighs) Anyways. So, okay. So then, so Lime Life, uh, Ariel, Lime Life. And then I got to look at my notes because yes, I was a serial MLM hopper because I was always promised all these big things. Yep. Um, Q Sciences was a very, very short stint. Like I said, yep. Um, That was, and I will say, um, I don't remember if it was you or Chelsea, someone, another you or a YouTuber, did a video or they were mentioned my old upline put it that way was mentioned in a youtube video Mm -hmm. um about her hopping mlm to mlm but she's very all over the place and totally whatever and she um wow let me just tell you wow i think between the company and her that was a quick no like i was out the door even i saw something and that, and I, you know, talking about this more and more. Yeah. I was looking for myself. I was looking for friends. Um, if you're a chronic illness warrior, you know, yeah. okay. You just can't get, you think being a mom is hard and I'm not looking for pity by any means, but yeah, you lose a lot of friends. Yeah. Cause people can't, you know, relate. I also exactly. think that whenever somebody's kind of going through something, I think that there's some people that just kind of disappear because they don't know how to handle that. They don't know what to say. You know, they don't know like, you know, what, how do we, how do we interact now? You know, and maybe we can talk. I know that this isn't really related, but maybe you can give some advice to those people that are like, I don't know what to say to this person. They've just been diagnosed with this chronic illness. They can't do what we used to do. Maybe you can give some advice on that and how they can still interact with that person and, and maintain the relationship instead of kind of, you know, just backing away and not communicating with them. And, you know, what advice would you give? Yeah. Um, definitely. This is like on my heart. This is so close to my heart, but do exactly what Aaron just said. Say, I don't know what to say to you. What can, because I'll be honest, some people get very offended if you say to them, you know, oh, I'm so sorry that you're dealing with that. Some people take it and say, thank you. And personally, I take it and say, thank you. But there's other people out there that have it way worse than me. Am I in that mindset every single day? Absolutely not. But yeah, reach out to the person and say, hey, I know we can't do what we used to do, 
do you want to watch a movie at your house? Or I can pick you up and we can go through the drive-thru at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, whatever the case may be. Just reach out. Don't, and you know, if you have an event that a bunch of your friends are going to, still invite the person. They're probably going to say no, but still invite them and say to them, say, I don't want you to feel obligated, but Hmm. it's here. FaceTime them. I, you know, my daughter, I've missed out on my daughter's dancing things and I've had other moms FaceTime me from backstage. You can't like do it while the performance is going on or things like that. You can still stay in touch with those people and, but don't make them feel like a burden either. If there's something you want to go do and you know, they can't do it, then just go, but say to them, Hey, we missed you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Have the conversation. Cause I would imagine that every, every person is different. And so, you know, yeah, I think that's, I think that's great advice. And also be patient. Cause it is a grieving process. You, you lose yourself. Mm. You have to f- find yourself again. And, you know, I'm coming back way stronger and thankful. I'm thankful for, you know, and people laugh. They're like, why are you thankful for your health struggles? Because they've made me playing up. Just like I'm thankful for my MLM experience because it's made me who I am and it's made me open my eyes. Yeah, that's super powerful. I know that you have a bunch of other companies that you are a part of. I really feel like, I feel like this is a good stopping point for this conversation. You know, we identified how you were, uh, you know, the pain points that these companies operate on. We talked about, we talked about everything. And I think that just ending on this advice, I think is really, really powerful for so many people because so many of us shy away from tough conversations because we don't know what to say, you know? And I think that if we can help people to have that conversation with people that are struggling with chronic illness of any kind, I think that's really powerful. So I don't know how you feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally, you know, and like I said in the beginning, like one of my goals is to help other, we call ourselves spoonies. It's a unit of measurement of energy. Um, I'm going to be actually posting about that way more, but Mm. reach out, you know, we're always looking and we're just, we're human, just like everybody else. And I know people get like very skittish. It, we're not going to bite. Um, you know, and Aaron's done an amazing job, you know, I reached out one day and we had no clue, even though we were with the same company on the same team, we didn't know each other Mm -hmm. at all. And I reached out and she like welcomed me with open arms and there was no conditions. It's not if my YouTube channel, you know, does well, or if my podcast, whatever it's people, we're people guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I think that was probably one of my biggest transitions was understanding that you can have conversations with people on social media without having an agenda. That's why it kills me when I react one of my last videos, um, she was saying that she doesn't have an agenda and she was stepping. I don't know if you've, I don't ever assume everybody's watched, you know, my content or whatnot. So my last video, she was talking about how she was going from being in an MLM to now an MLM coach. And she was trying to mm-hmm. say she doesn't have an agenda. Well, no, you you do have an agenda. You're trying to to get people to buy your coaching program. So you've just gone from one agenda to another. And for me, uh, getting out of MLM and understanding that sometimes you're just going to have conversations with people just because we're humans and, you know, um, and, and not having an agenda 
and, and understanding transaction. My, my friend, Dre, I don't know if you know him. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's so cute. I love, love Dre. Dre. <laughs> I started binging his stuff after you and Julie Joe did the, yeah, live, the last live with him. He's amazing. He is. He's incredible. And him and I talked a lot. He was getting out. I was getting out a little before him. And we talked about transaction, transactional relationships and how understanding that you can have relationships without an agenda. You can have relationships that are actually relationships, not based on how much money you make off of them or if they've bought the ticket to the next event or if they're showing up to Zooms. I think for me, that was the biggest tra transaction because when you're in an MLM, everybody is either a lead. We talked about this right before we started <laughs> recording this. Uh, everybody's either a lead a customer or a team member on their social media. And if you don't fit into one of those three categories, you're going to get unfriended, unfollowed, removed, and God forbid you start speaking out about your story when it comes to being a part of an MLM company, you're going to get blocked. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you are ever stuck and I think I'm speaking for Aaron on this, like I am by no means like an expert, but reach out to someone like Aaron is an amazing resource. There's a whole, she has a whole list of YouTubers. I'm going to start really honing in more on that now that they have some free time. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to watch them live. It's okay, guys. It's okay. The world of the company is not going to crash if you aren't on a call. Okay. So um, and I mean that with the most respect because I was that person. I was like, Oh, you know, um, but reach out. And if yeah. you are stuck and you feel alone in any situation, whether you're a chronic illness warrior, or maybe you're financially strapped and you feel like an MLM, MLM is your only choice. It's not mm -mm. reach out to someone. Yeah. I am an open book with health things. Um, yeah. And so, speaking of that, how can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Um, I'm starting my, to build my YouTube. So I'm on YouTube. I'm on all platforms as Jen Melantaki and that's Jen with two N's. Um, it's M-A-L-E-N-T-A-C-C-H-I. I know it's not like the easiest last name. Okay. I went from one <laughs> hard Italian last name to another. It's never <laughs> going to be easy. My poor kids. Um, but you know, I'm on all platforms. I just signed up for what's the new one? Hive. Yeah. Hive. Uh -huh. Hive. I'm on Hive, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube okay. and TikTok, of course. Yeah. You know, so. And I'll put all the links to your social media so people can connect with you on whatever platform. So um, they can just awesome. really click on it and connect with you and whether it's about MLM or um, chronic illness, those types of things, health, that kind of stuff. So yeah. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is like amazing. I thank you for all you do for the community. Yeah, of course. It's, it's my pleasure. And, uh, and yeah, thank you, guys, you for your service. Too. Oh, you're, That's you're very welcome. huge. That's powerful. Thank you. You're very, you're very, very welcome. And you guys go connect with Jen go support her. And um, you can find the links to all of that again in the podcast notes. And uh, you guys don't join an MLM. You don't need to. Don't do that. There's so many interesting ways that you can make income 
on your terms that does not require a multi-level marketing company where over 99% of people lose money or don't make any at all, according to the FTC. It's just not necessary anymore. So again, thank you, Jen, for being here. Thank you guys for listening. If you loved the episode and you'd like to screenshot it and tag me on Instagram, that would be cool if you'd like more episodes because I know I've been, I haven't really recorded an episode in in a, a while. You know, let me know. Give me some feedback and um, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody. And have a great day. Don't join an MLM.